Hey, everybody, and welcome to Pass, Shoot, Score. I'm Anna Connolly, joined by Johnny Laz and Shukri Wrights. Guys, let's waste no time. Uh, you know what? Actually, let's waste a little bit of time. How are you guys <laughs> feeling today? <laughs> I'm feeling great. Getting ready to go to Madison Square Garden for the Rangers to take a 3-1 lead against the Devils. I'm super confident. No doubts. No panic. Let's do this thing. <laughs> I'm excited because I mean I'm in a great mood because the Bruins are three one in the series and game five is going to be an absolute war on at TD Garden so I'm fired up let's do this. Well, my LA Kings suffered a tough loss last night, hence why you can see the bet. I tried to put nice little caffeine <laughs> serum, but I'm exhausted today. I was up until like one a.m. didn't get home until one a.m. and then I booked a workout class at seven a.m. I don't know why, but we're here. Overachiever. Yeah, right. We're doing the damn thing. Uh, Let's get into it. So my first question for you guys, whoever wants to answer it first, you can. But two goals, three assists for five points in 16 penalty minutes. I would expect him to have more in the playoffs. But Matthew Kachuk, would you want him on your team or do you not want him on your team and why? Honestly, no. I mean, maybe my feelings will change once the series uh, ends, but absolutely not. I mean, Matthew Kachuk is, is the kind of player who obviously offensively he's talented, he's gifted, but just some of the antics that he they displayed in game four yesterday just really made me look at him differently, whereas is this the kind of player that is gifted but it can cost you games in the playoffs? Because he certainly cost the Panthers um, a game yesterday with, with his immaturity and his um, his antics, especially most notably when he crossed Shaq Garner Hathaway in the ribs. So that in, in itself told me, like, no, in the playoffs, I need players that's going to help the team win, not someone's going to cost you games. I'm super opposite of Shukri, no disrespect, but give me Matthew Kachuk all day long. I'll take a Chuck <laughs> over. I'll take a Chuck over Matthews, Marner, uh, you know, I'll take Kachuk over any like any of the top ten players, maybe outside of McDavid and McCarr and McKinnon. Like I'll take Matthew Kachuk all day. He's a guy that will fight for you, fight for the guy next to him. And uh, you know, the stupid shit happens every now and then in hockey. And listen, his team's down in the game, down in the series. He's trying to stir stir things up a little bit, get the pot rolling. So I'm all for it. By cross checking, really yeah, funny. dude. <laughs> Stop it, dude. Would Stop you rather it. your team get cross checked or give the cross check? You know, that's no. What... Actually, we 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 rather on beat you by the score on, on the scoreboard. I mean, like that that whole yeah. thing is yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a New Yorker and we never win, so I'll, I'll just take the cheap Stop shots all day. It. I'm a New Yorker, <laughs> so, but we do win, but we do take more losses than W's. Mm-hmm. But I'm a big I'm a big Matthew Kachuk fan, so I would love to have him on my team. I'm a I'm gonna piggyback off of uh, Johnny here only because and then plus I'm a little bit of a homer because I kind of grew up with him a little bit. I haven't talked okay. to him in years. Yeah. We both grew up in Arizona and he was always like that from like age two. Uh, we'd be at Coyotes events and his he also takes after his dad. That's mm-hmm. I think we can just leave it that that. But uh, he's a nice. I think he's a Southie, right, Shukri? So he's they're they're a Boston born and bred group. I'm pretty sure his dad, at least. And there's some crazy stories out there. But um, next one, let's get this rolling. Uh, Kings Oilers, my series. They're knotted at two two. Unfortunately, after last night, uh, who do you guys have in this series? And I guess my biggest thing. So uh, Leon Dreisaitl has just been absolutely playing lights out. Uh, I feel like the Kings are trying to pressure McDavid and that kind of got away from them in game three with a back-to-back power play goal by McDavid. Uh, But what do you think? How do you think the Kings are containing him so far? Well, as we're recording, Dreisaitl was leading the entire playoffs and scoring with nine points. So he's obviously been a huge difference maker. As far as McDavid goes, um, you know, it's hard to say he's been like, 
you know, not as good as he usually is because he's obviously inhuman, but they've definitely contained him really well. And when you look at their roster, I mean, Anze Kopitar, Adrian Kempe, Philip Deneau, uh, you know, those three guys are really strong defensively and they're 200 foot players. And, you know, as far as the Kings go, they're arguably one of the best top to bottom teams, I think, in the playoffs. And um, I think a lot of people pick them to be one of the underdogs that could upset just on Edmonton's history in the playoffs. But I mean, what can you say about the uh, I guess the resilience in Edmonton? You know, last night going down three nothing, coming all the way back and winning in overtime and not to toot my own horn, but I did predict Zach Hyman as the overtime winner. I did the Bucci Grouse overtime challenge <laughs> and only picked Hyman. So uh, hit my money line bet on the Oilers and hit that one. So I was excited about that. You know what's interesting about that game last night and something that stood out to me is that I think the Oilers in years past, they would have just given, given up in that type of game. But what you saw, and I talked about this in my own Twitter space um, after the Bruins game four win last night, and I said, you know, this Oilers team is different this year and and maybe a lot of it has to do with the fact that they went out and they got Matthias Ekholm from from Nashville and they brought him in but you saw this team has had a lot of balls for them to come back in 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 a way that they did I think it's pretty impressive and and the last point that I want to make is my concern for the Oilers in this series is that they have been weak 5-1-5 but their power play has been lethal you can't ride your power play all the way to the Stanley Cup without a, without a, at least a somewhat of a decent five on five. And last night, you really saw that the five on five play started to to improve a bit. And and I think that's going to be a huge confidence booster for the Oilers going home for Game Five. Mm-hmm. Well, also they were two for two on the power play out of the second period. So two of their three goals in that second period were power play goals, which was great. And then uh, for me, the Kings like we talk a lot, so I do in arena you know, pregame hits kind of telling you what's up and then projected lineup. So last night was great because the crowd was fired up that Kevin Fiala was back in the lineup and he came and made an immediate impact with back-to-back assists, I guess broken up a little bit, but he got two points out of the game. But uh, I think that's the only thing that the Kings do have on them, except last night kind of deters my point that I'm going to make is the Kings do have depth, especially with that Mm -hmm. third line now centered Blake Lazat is out and Tom McClellan, actually, after the game, I liked this quote. He called Blake Lazat the energizer bunny of the team. And so he said, like, we actually did kind of miss him tonight because going into an OT like this, we could have used that energy and that vibe as far as on the bench and in the locker room. So I think it's interesting because injuries have plagued them. But on the other side, they've gotten injuries back or injured players back Gabe Velarde making an Im- immediate impact in game two and then Kevin Fiala making an immediate impact last night and I think specifically that third line with uh Grunstrom Iafalo and Velarde centering now that mm-hmm. since Blake Lazat is out is super efficient so that's my only thing is the Oilers are really good we knew that they were really good power plays were a big story coming into the series but nonetheless, the Kings have, have played pretty well um, against all of their big players and on power play, with the exception of last night. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, moving forward, uh, Laz, you tweeted out something today <laughs> that was awesome. Um, and I actually, it, it's the athlete in you that's showing. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a can't lose mentality going into tonight. Instead, I think you worded it. You, you, you tell us the tweet. I said it's not a must win, but it is a, it is a can't lose, to which a lot of people replied, what the hell are you talking about? It's the same thing. It. My coaching, the, yeah. I've heard it before. So. It's, not, it's not the same thing to me. When you think about a must win, your, your back's against the wall, you're playing for your season, and, and there's no tomorrow. 
but I can't lose just flips the entire momentum of the series. So I think for the Rangers tonight, being up 2-1 on home ice, they're not desperate, right? Because, you know, God forbid they lose this game. It's a 2-2 series. They're going to New Jersey, which, like, you know, doesn't have the biggest home ice advantage, and they can win those games. They won both in New Jersey already. So it's not a must-win in that sense. But if they lose this game, all the momentum in the series shifts toward New Jersey, and then everyone, I think, on the Rangers side is even more nervous than they are right now. So that's all I was trying to say. Uh, a lot of people were a little bit confused, but I think it makes a lot of sense in my mind. I think there is a lot of pressure on the, the Rangers to win um, tonight in game four because, and I was talking about this yesterday, I said, you know, the Devils playing Akira Schmid um, mm-hmm. um, in net, I thought something changed with the way that the Devils were playing in that game when he was in that. And it looked like a guy who has been playing in the postseason and playing for, for a while. And I'm a big believer that when you put in a young goaltender, especially in pressure situations like that, where you don't want to go down 3-0, it does something to a team. We've seen that in recent memory where young guys are getting chances in the playoffs, most notably Matt Murray in 2016, when, when he was a big reason why the, the Penguins won in 2016 and obviously in 2017. So I think this is a big game tonight for the Rangers. The pressure is definitely on their side. And I definitely it's, go, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what the Devils do in terms of how they play and as well as what Akira Schmidt potentially, if in fact he gets the nod for the, um, for the Devils, what he does for an encore. Don't put that on me, Shukri. I am. I'm going to put it on you. I'm coming in all confident and then you just tore it down. <laughs> like the like New Jersey Transit where they tear things down before they get to Prudential Center, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay, moving along. Uh, we could talk Rangers all day, like I could talk Kings all day, but mm-hmm. uh, other game tonight, do the Leafs get over their hump? Uh, and then let's start with the Leafs. What do you guys think about the Leafs tonight? I I keep saying that I want to see them win, and I think they can win, but it's Tampa Bay Lightning we're talking about. You know, they're, they're the hardest team to bet against. You know, I've, I've done it now two or three years in a row where I'm like, oh, the Lightning can't do it again, and they always prove me wrong. So uh, I'm not making that mistake again. I'll happily be wrong picking the Lightning this time around, but I think Tampa Bay does it again in seven games. I don't think they lose back-to-back home games, uh, you know, tonight, obviously, with Toronto and Tampa facing each other, and you look at Andre Vasilevsky in his playoff history, he rarely loses back-to-back games. So, you know, I think this is a 2-2 series after tonight, and, you know, the pressure is always going to be on Toronto. I actually agree with you, Johnny, on this one. And for, for, for not the reason that you would think, the reason why I do is because even though Toronto's up 2-1, to one, I've always been a big believer that if this is a team that is truly going to finally get over the hump, this is a game that Toronto wins. But we've seen this time and time again over the last 10 years that Toronto craps their pants in situations and games like this. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I have severe mistrust of the of the Mitch, um, uh, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, and William Nylander um, core. I don't trust them in big spots like this. How can they handle um, pressure games like this to actually take a stranglehold on the three-time defending Eastern Conference champions? Tampa Bay is a sleeping giant. Don't let Steve Stamkos um, get, um, get going. And who knows what, what happens with um, with Braden Park in terms of his, his health at this point. That's also the other um, factor. But Nikita Kucherov is still dangerous. This team is still dangerous. They've been, they've been there and done that. So I think they will come out guns blazing tonight in game four. I agree. Uh, next one, we're going to go West Conference. Uh, Avs, do you think the Avs get the advantage tonight? Uh, Devin Tays has been playing out of his mind much like Nathan McKinnon per usual. What do you guys see happening in this abs cracking game? 
for me, I mean, do you want me to start this one, Shuker? You want to take it? Go, go, go ahead. <laughs> I just think, to me, I, I just don't trust Seattle's goaltending at all. Uh, Martin Jones, Philip Grubauer, um, you know, two guys who kind of split the net for most of the year, but no, neither of them necessarily ran away with it. Um, you know, they won games, but their stats weren't very good. I think for most of the season, their save percentages were both under 900. So, um, you know, not very consistent goaltending. Listen, the Kraken have a lot of buzz. They play with a lot of speed, but they don't have nearly the amount of talent that Colorado has. I mean, you look at Nathan McKinnon, you look at Cal McCarr, Miko Rantanen, who had an incredible season this year, putting out 50 goals. Like this team just has too much firepower up front for them to, you know, lose four games out of seven. Seattle's put up a good fight so far, and we can all talk about that Brandon Tanev jinx, huh, when he kisses the crowd and then they blew a 2-0 lead. And, uh, you know, I, I do actually want to say Seattle is a place that I would love to see a playoff game because that atmosphere did look electric in game three. Um, but I still think – I picked Colorado in five before the series started, and I think they still finish it in five. I still think that um, Colorado uh, wins the series maybe in six. But I, but I do think that Colorado, with the experience that they have had, you know, going all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals and obviously winning the Stanley Cup, I definitely think that um, that despite the injuries, that there's a pre- perseverance factor to this team. That 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 it just it just amazes me when you watch this team and how they play and how aggressive that they are on the road. They're, they're fearless. So I so I don't think them playing in Seattle is going to face them really much at all. And plus, Seattle, this is their first time in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're inexperienced. I mean, and, and, and in this case, I think it does apply. And I think that Colorado is going to they, – they're going to go into this uh, into this game and say, hey, you know what? Let's go. Well, we, we know how to like how close opponents out, and they have the opportunity to do that um, tonight. I mean, not officially, but I do think that this is a team that is very dangerous as we move forward. I completely agree to piggyback off of that. I was going to say right before you said that there's something about them, especially when you see them in person, they just flip a switch. Whereas yeah. maybe the other team, whoever they're playing, has that you know advantage or whatever. It's like they all look at each other and they're like, yeah, no. No, we got, we got this. this. Let's mm-hmm. go. Um, all right, let's do a quick whip around. Who is your MVP of the playoffs so far? Oh, that's a tough question. I already got one. No, Anna, I got go ahead. one, uh, and I could get fired from my job uh, for it. God. But uh, I literally said in my head when I was thinking this question through without anything, I was like, you know what, guys, that popped to mind. Little Homer right here, not an LA Kings player, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl and Evan Bouchard, specifically Evan Bouchard. Also, guys, I played, I was a defenseman growing up, like OG mm-hmm. stay at home. So a little bit more of like a Mateus Ekholm type of gal, but nonetheless, his uh, making that trade in the deadline allowed Evan Bouchard to really just open it up and be a little bit more of that offensive defenseman. And we saw even in game one opened up, I think it was game one or game two, opened it up against the Kings, scored two goals. Uh, he has seven points so far through four games. I really like him as a defenseman and also seeing him on the ice uh, specifically last night and that, yeah, specifically last night. I'm getting Friday and last night confused. But he's just that guy. He's chirping. He's like an emotional player as well, which I I think that's like the between the lines players are big for me. Mm-hmm. No, that's not a bad pick. Obviously, you can't say anything bad about what those guys are doing right now. <laughs> I'm a little biased. <laughs> go ahead. Mm-hmm. You guys, come on. Got Shuka, I'll let you go with this one. I've been going first a lot, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I, I, I got the grin on my face because I'm actually am licking my chops with this one. I think Jake DeBrusque has a legitimate chance 
to be a con smite because this guy is absolutely nails in the postseason. And you saw it again yesterday um, in, in their in the Bruins game for a win. And not to sound like a complete homo or bias, but there's something about DeBrustashen. I've been saying it consistently all season long. And in the playoff season, he has his track record where he performs. And this guy is going to put up numbers before you know it. If the Bruins do meet in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Rangers, which I did predict, check mm-hmm. my Twitter at Trickley Writes. Jake the rest is going to be a big, a big reason, like a big X factor as to why he wins the consmite. So I'm actually going to stick in theme with you, Shukri. Uh, I'm going to go with a Boston Bruin as well. I'm going to say Taylor Hall. Um, you know, he, st- wow. he stepped up in the absence yeah. of Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. Uh, Boston needed some death scoring. And what, what does he have? Four goals in three games yeah. and seven yeah. points. Mm-hmm. You know, Taylor Hall, former MVP of the league, has, has stepped up when you know, the Boston Bruins have needed it. And that's why Boston's been so good all year long, right? Like you think back to the beginning of the season, everyone counted Boston out before the year even started because Marshawn was out, McAvoy was out, and uh, I think I'm missing Grizzlick. someone else. Grizzlick. Grizzlick was out as well before the season started. And and Boston has had the next man up mentality the entire year, and that's why they set a record this year. So for me, it's Taylor Hall, but then my biased answer is Chris Kreider. Two power play goals in the first two yeah. games each, and then, you know, a goal in game three, uh, setting an NHL record, setting Rangers franchise records. Um, you know, I don't know what the series is like without Kreider right now. So that's my biased response. But Taylor Hall to me is just, you know, stepped up in a huge time of need for the Bruins. We like bias because bias makes people happy. Also makes mm-hmm. people mad. Yes. We love to, we, we need a reaction. So the, the, the hotter the take, the better guys. All right. Closer. Uh, I don't even want to close this out. So our closer Laz, I wanted to, cause I went to Syracuse uh-huh. and you're Mr. Long Island. Yep. So I'm going to name a random Syracuse person from Long Island. And I actually thought about it. I, it it's a her. Uh, she was a dancer at Syracuse. She was in a sorority. I don't know. I was not a sorority gal. But we bartended together. Her name is Erica okay. Swenson. Swenson? Swenson. Do you know I her? I don't know her. I don't know uh, her. Unless it was like a blackout night at the bar where I met her. I don't I don't know her. Maybe. She's, <laughs> she's, 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 she was very attractive. So I feel like everyone would remember her if they then i would love to know her i'm single right. my hinge is dry right now <laughs> listen oh i got that God. same problem Very mumble. mumble is dry as hell right now like look get on hinge shukri what are you doing i'm on hinge too i'm on hinge <laughs> mumble. like hey, my, uh, my net is wide open <laughs> i met my boyfriend on hinge so yeah. we're like this, really this generation i'm yeah. a walking like ad for Gen Z, I think right now. Let's get so. the hinge ad for our show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can meet shoot score and drink or something. What would be the next? Cash shoot score is a perfect <laughs> punchline for hinge. I guess. Too. Yeah. I mean, think about it. All right, you guys. Any final thoughts, uh, Laz? Before you head out to the game tonight, any final thoughts, you guys? I think the Rangers smack the Devils tonight. Finish this thing up in five. I do have one final thought, and that is something about this series between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs is about to pop. And I really do. Because when you have the general manager, Kyle Dubas, tripping at fans, oh, that was awesome. that's how you know something's about to pop in this series. And I think and I think it is. It may be as early as tonight for game four. Who knows? Let's go. Like what happens if uh, Rangers Brewers, Bruins uh, meet each other in the Eastern Conference oh, Finals? What are you guys going to do? It's gonna be a bloodbath. I'm just gonna be stuck I in think, the middle. I think we're we're couch surfing, you know, back and forth, Boston, New York. Yeah. Oh, you got a couch for me up there? I oh yeah, I actually do. Yeah. <laughs> and right right <laughs> in Brooklyn. Right I am paying for a hotel, so I'll I'll Listen, crash on the couch. You, you when enemies couch, become friends, I mean that. Look at this. I'm in. I'm in. 
But what's, what's your hot take, Anna? You're not you're not getting away with this one. My crazy. hot take is, uh, you know what? I'll be a homer. I'll be a homer here. I say <laughs> Kings win it tomorrow in overtime, and then Game Six is also overtime against. Wow. Another, I say every overtime. single game like five is in overtime. <laughs> what, what are the odds on FanDuel? I'll think of overtimes, you guys. You know, like if I was just a fan, I'd be like, oh my god, this is great overtime hockey. But now that my ass is in the control room, I'm like, damn, can mm. I get home? Like, what the hell yeah. is this, y'all? Like, I'm sick of this. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. heard that. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. I'm Anna Connolly, Johnny Laz, and Shukri writes. Thank you so much for joining us on Pass Shoot Score.